Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Jesus came. Why did he come? to pay the price to free us from slavery, right? In John 8, 34, Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but uh, a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, then you shall be free indeed. Now, I totally believe that the reason in America we don't have slavery is because of the Bible and, and God and the Holy Spirit and Christianity was such an influence that we don't have slavery. Now, you wonder why they have slavery in India, India and China, and you know they have it in Russia, but they're not telling you, right? Everybody knows about, uh, you know, anyway. But why do you think it still goes on there? Because Christianity is banned. In, in India, you know, I have pastor friends who started churches in India. If you have a Bible and you go out and tell people about Jesus, they beat you to death. And you know what? There's no, nobody cares, you, you know. And so why? It's because you have Christianity. Christianity is a great, the greatest influence for humanity in the history of the world. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins to set us free from slavery. Now, this is a picture because people in those days actually knew slaves, and so like, oh yeah, this picture. Now for us, uh, it's a little bit different. Verse six, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Now I love this. Notice, not only has God adopted us, but it says in verse six that he put, uh, he sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, right? So now when we call our Heavenly Father, Father, uh, not only has he made us, adopted us, but now we uh, can, through the Spirit in us, say uh, that the Spirit of the Son is in us, that he is our Father, right? So we're adopted into the family, and we talked about that uh, last Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, about being adopted into the family. And it is a lifelong process of developing a relationship with uh, your Heavenly Father. And, you know, for me, as we were talking about this verse some weeks ago, uh, you know, my dad was adopted, and I talked to him about his dad, which he never met, and I talked to him about his, you know, a dad who adopted him or whatever, and just thinking about how that affected his life and how he grew up, you know, kind of didn't know his dad was or his mom, and then when he was an adult, I was talking to him about it a couple weeks ago uh, after I taught that lesson, and uh, how he, he, he met his mom when he was like in his 50s or so, but, you know, and then he began to get to know her, and it's a lifelong process, and so all of us should think of it like that. Our Heavenly Father is an adopted, he's a father that adopted us in. And so imagine if you were adopted into a family and you wanted to get to know these people that adopted you, right? That's a lifelong process to get to know those people. And so for us, you know, developing that relationship with God is a lifelong process of learning how to appropriate all those blessings and of our inheritance, right? So to understand how much he loves us, how much he cares about us, that he is working on our behalf all the time. He is looking out for you. He's watching out for you. And so for us to understand that he wants to do great things in your life, he wants to bless you. Uh, in Jude, it talks about, you know, keeping yourself in the place where God's blessings are poured out. And, uh, you know, Pastor Chuck, who started Calvary Chapel, he used to have a little saying, to keep yourself under the spout where the blessings come out, right? To, to find yourself in that spot, right? And, you know, as a kid, I understood that with my parents. Uh, 
you know, when my mom was upset, that was not the time to ask her for some money to go to the store and buy candy, right? So I always knew, like, there's a right time, there's a wrong time, right? And, and, but understanding your parents, and I think for us, thinking about understanding God and how much he loves us is an important part of our Christian journey. And so he has this picture about us being his children, heirs, adopted in, verse 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So uh, this picture is, you know, the picture of keeping the law could never free you from slavery uh, and from the slavery of sin, and keeping the law could never get you adopted into the family of God, right? And when Paul puts it that way, it, it just makes so much sense. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. So Jesus came and died so you could be forgiven, that you could experience a rich life. And, uh, you know, that's so important for us to understand. Not only eternal life in the future, but now. And I don't know if you've ever thought about how wonderful it is that Jesus came to teach us about love, about agape love. And God's word teaches us about agape love, which is really the true love, right? And that you learn how to be loved by God, and then you can love other people. And, you know, my wife and I were just talking about this the other day, about what a blessing it is that we both got saved and started going to a church that teaches the Bible, and then we grew up reading the Bible, knowing the Bible, and knowing what love is. And so, you know, uh, I've been married for quite a while now. I think, uh, I think I don't have to keep track anymore, but I think it's 35 years or so. Uh, I asked my wife the other day, do I have to keep track after 35? We're going to make it. So uh, we'll just do the big days. We'll have big, big holidays on 40, and well, I don't know if, if Jesus is going to come back before then. But, uh, but to understand how to love someone, right? And, and my wife and I were talking about how my dad, who was adopted, he didn't really understand love the way we understand love because he didn't grow up going to church and he doesn't read the Bible as much as he should. And so he doesn't understand it the same way we understand it. And so when my wife talked to me about my relationship with my dad and his understanding of me and me understanding him, I understand him so much better because I read the Bible, right? And I understand what the Bible says about people. And my marriage is so much better, not because I learned it from my dad, my earthly dad, but because I learned it from my heavenly father. So I can understand how to love my wife the way God wants me to love her because he tells me in his word. And what a blessing that is, right? I mean, because I don't know if my dad's offended by it, but sometimes, I, I actually just a couple weeks ago, I gave him the, tell me all the names of all your wives again. And what was number five? And, you know, I'm kind of quizzing him, and, and <laughs> his grandson was there who's from Hawaii, and he's looking at me like, this is weird. I'm like, well, hey, if I'm expected to remember him, he ought to remember him. He married him. Anyway, so, you know, we kind of have these conversations from time to time. But he, he doesn't understand it the same way as my wife and I understand it. And we were just talking about what a blessing it is to have God's word to teach you right and wrong, to teach you how to love people. And then for my wife and I, we were just thinking about how good it is that throughout our life, even though we've had disagreements and we kind of could get upset with each other, but we know what God's word says, what love is, right? To forgive. The very first definition of God's love is long-suffering, right? And so, uh, you know, my sons used to tell me, yeah, tell them it's long-suffering if they have children, you know, when they were little. I'm like, I got that. I, I, I can tell them. I know all about it, right? Uh, I've done homework with you. Anyway, but here's the thing. It's so good. What a blessing. Now, some people might not value that, but for me, it is just priceless to be able to understand love, to be loved, and to, to give love the way God loves us. Wow, it, it just produces the best kind of life ever. And money cannot replace that. It can't, you know, it, it just can't get it, right? And, and so he's talking about how much God loves us, that he adopted us, verse 8. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you serve those which by nature are not gods. 
But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? So Paul's saying, now that you know God or that God called you and you know God's plan of salvation by faith, why would you want to go back into the bondage of legalism, right? Trying to relate to God under the law, getting circumcised and keeping the law and all those sort of things, right? He's saying, why, why, would, you want to, why would you want to do that? And verse 10, you observe days and months and seasons and years. I, I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. But I urge you to become like me, for I became like you. You have not injured me at all. In other words, Paul's saying that, you know, uh, I'm free in Jesus, right? And, and he's saying, look, the Jews, and Paul was a Jew, they misinterpreted the law in that you had to keep the law in order to uh, please God. And he's saying, but I came like, became like you Gentiles, whereas just by faith, right? In, in order to be saved, it's by faith uh, in Jesus Christ and his finished work. And he's saying, why, why would you want to go back to doing that? Now, I meet people from time to time who tell me that they were born a Jew and, and they want to keep the laws and do all this stuff. And, and that's fine if they want to do that. But I'm a Gentile and I'm just saved by faith. And if I want to eat bacon, I'm going to eat some bacon, right? I mean, some days I feel like I can't take this world anymore. Jesus, come and take me now, or I'll eat some bacon and speed it up, right? I don't do it very often, but uh, from time to time. Then I read a book saying that red meat doesn't cause, you know, coronary vascular disease, but uh, it's really that when your large particle, you know, cholesterol turns to small particle, and that's the sticky particle, and I'm like, well, I don't know who to believe now. I guess I only got the Bible. I mean, it's just like, you realize science is just changing daily? I mean, I love science, but they say one thing, and the next day they say another thing. My daughter-in-law is a nurse, and I was talking about somebody was sick. I went and saw them in the hospital, and she was telling me about it. And, she, and then I said, well, they said this. And then she said, well, I just graduated school two years ago, and it was totally different than that. And I was just like, that's the way science is, right? But here's the good news. God's word doesn't change, right? Sin has been sin for thousands of years, and forgiveness has been the same for thousands of years. And his love has been the same for thousands of years. And that's why it's proof to me that why more people believe in Jesus Christ on this planet than any other group of religious people, right? More Christians than any other group, right? Because it's true and because it works. I mean, you're not here tonight uh, for any other reason that you know that God's working in your life, right? And that he has the power to do for you what you can't do for yourself. Why would anybody not want that, right? I mean, because what does the world have? We'll say some stuff that breaks down, and then you can buy it again, <laughs> right? Jesus is like, I give you eternal stuff that never wears out. I'm going to give you an eternal life. I'm going to give you eternal body. No more pain, no more sorrow. Verse 13, he says, you know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you at first. Now, verse 13 is important for us to understand because Paul is saying, because of my physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you. He's saying, God allowed me to have this physical problem, and through that, God worked through that so I could preach to you. Now, I want to point this out because there are some people who teach that if you're a Christian, you should never be sick, right? And that if you're sick, then it's because you lack faith. You know, there was a lady in our church who used to go to a positive confession church, and she quit going to church for, I, I don't know how long she said, 15 years or something, and then I don't know how I played in a band with this guy's brother or whatever. He knew somebody. So they came to our church, and I talked to her, and she had, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what it was, but she was in a wheelchair. And she said, well, you know what? I was just so upset with God because I went to church, and they told me that if you're sick or you have a physical problem, it's because you don't have enough faith, and you're not a strong enough Christian. And she said, man, I prayed and prayed, and, and she said, so I just gave up. Well, that is not true, right? Biblically, the Bible says that we're all going to get sick and die one day. <laughs> right? Do you know that? 
The Bible doesn't say that you're going to keep this body forever. So the Bible says that we're going to get old. The Bible tells us how long, how many years, right? And so this idea that you should never be sick, and sometimes if you listen to false teachers, then they'll teach you, hey, you're never going to be sick, and you get sick. And, you know, I go pray for people in the hospital all the time, and I pray for them to get healed. But sometimes they go to heaven, right? And for me, I don't look at that as, well, God didn't answer my prayers. I look at that as, well, their time's up, right? Now they're moving on to get a new body where there's no more pain, no more sorrow. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day.